Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. I'm Robbie. And I'm Sammy. We're starting a new podcast. This is Leonora Shelfo, and you're listening to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast, presented by the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. Yes, so if you like horror movies, scary movies. We are both big horror fans. Mm-hmm. Check it out on all platforms wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm what so up? excited for this week. Mm-hmm. Dan is back, of course. Yeah, always. As usual. I feel like I don't even need to introduce you. Like, everyone knows you're here. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I think, you would think. At this point, if you're not here, then I'll say it. There you go. There we go. Yeah. That's an unofficial oh, consultant. Goodness. That's what mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. You are. You are our unofficial consultant for all things movie. There we go. Mm-hmm. I like it. I dig it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this week we are going on another standalone. It was actually the first, first ever in Star Wars history standalone move. Well, actually, no, probably not in history. The Ewoks had their thing. Anyways, new <laughs> standalone called Rogue One, the Star Wars story. Summary goes a little bit like this. If you don't, if you've never watched it, and if you haven't watched it, you need to stop this podcast and go watch it right now because it's amazing and you'll get very, very confused. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. 
Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We've a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? All the way. for the rebellion against the empire as they learn of the existence of a new super weapon the death star once a possible weakness in its construction is uncovered the rebel alliance must set out on a desperate mission to steal the plans for the death star the future of the entire galaxy rests upon its success dun 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 (sighs) (laughs) my sound effects just made me think of this is so off topic there was a Star Wars shirt that I saw on Facebook the other day. It has Darth Vader and it has his theme song. It's like, dun, dun, so funny. I've seen that. It's so funny. I looked at it and I'm like, no one can look at the shirt and not sing it. You have to do it, right? Yeah. As soon as you say it, you have to do it. You have to do it. Sorry, that was really off topic. But the sound effects made me think of it. Genius. Trivia for Rogue One. There's actually not as much for Rogue One that as I thought. Or I stopped halfway through. There's just a random number down here. So So there's a good chance that I'm missing a lot of trivia on Rogue One, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. (sighs) We'll give you a little bit of a shorter episode this time. Yeah, after all the yammering we did the last time. I know. I feel like Han Solo might have broke our record, Sammy. We're going to see when we get there. We'll see. possibility all right so trivia r2d2 and c3po have a brief cameo making anthony daniels the only actor to appear in every movie because he does appear as a different character in solo i did not know that why Wait, did we did not that have that week? in your trivia hold last on week. that was, was not in the what? trivia last week you did not say this when we were talking it about wasn't solo. In the list. why didn't i add oh what this? the heck hold ashley on. hold on what the hold. heck I, I know I failed. It's fine. We'll be okay. Solo, a st- he's Tack. Who's Tack? Oh. A-K. Tack. That did not help me. I don't know. I vaguely remember, but I mean, I remember the name. I can't for the life of me remember who he was. He's some. He looks like he's homeless. I don't homeless know. Homeless person. He literally looks homeless in this photo that I found. You're probably looking the same way I am. 
believed to have once been a con artist robbing robbing the elderly on Coruscant, Tack crossed the line by attempting to do the same with the Princess of Kessel. Now Tack uses his swindles and schemes to try to get easier work shifts. So he was on Kessel. He was one of the workers at Kessel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense. sense. Like that. Okay. That yep. Right. yep. That makes sense. Okay. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Gareth Edwards and his creative team discovered some old film canisters while rummaging around the Lucasfilm warehouses. When he asked what they were, an employee said they were old Star Wars footage. The discovery led to an inclusion of unused episode four material featuring Red Leader and Gold Leader in this movie. So all of that Red Leader, Gold Leader stuff was actually old film from the 70s, which is great. Absolutely fantastic. That's great. Yeah, because I always wondered, I'm like, okay, these are the same, like when I was watching the movie the first time, I'm like, these are the same people from the original movies. Where, how are they alive? Like some of these guys are old, <laughs> right? right? Like what? What yeah. did we this do here? Possible. I was like, that's gotta be unused footage. Like that, there's no way you can fake that. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought maybe it was like what we did with Tar- Tarek, Tar- Tarkin, Tarkin. Oh yeah, the like spatial, CJ's face gotcha. on. Maybe that was mm-hmm. what it, I didn't really like. So this was news to me. Mm-hmm. Next, Diego Luna, Diego Luna, who plays Cassian Andor in improvised K two S O slap across Cassian's face on Jetta, and Alan Tudyk improvised the line, and there's a fresh one. Oh boy, <laughs> I could definitely nice. see that. And we must come to, um, we, are we all in agreement that we are super excited that Alan Tudyk was actually a Star Wars droid because he's oh, 100%. Absolutely. Love absolutely. Alan, as we've established he's amazing. He's in wonderful. all of the, the movies we've talked to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Because he's in like a ton of Disney movies as sounds that we're just like, I'm sorry, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk did what? And it's just noises. This yeah, time at least he got to noises. I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's ridiculous, actually. So apparently, though, Anthony Daniels was jokingly disgruntled that Alan Tudyk was allowed to play K2SO in a relatively comfort of a motion capture suit, whereas Mm -hmm. Daniels had to endure years of discomfort and injuries in C-3PO costume. Daniels laughingly cursed Tudyk after Rogue One's premiere. Tudyk later said that a certain F phrase from Daniels was one of the highest compliments he had ever received. (laughs) That's I can funny. see that conversation taking place. Mm-hmm. I, can I mean, if it. I was Daniels, I'd be annoyed too. I'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Serious? Absolutely. He had a panic attack in Return of the Jedi. I mean, for God's sake, why wouldn't you? I mean, right. Like, oh, thing is, anyhow, a uh, costume designer, David Crossman, stated that some of the original costumes used in Star Wars and Strikebacks and Return of the Jedi were reused here. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And then the rebel base at Yavin, 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 I'm really bad with these. Yavin 4 features several full-size cardboard cutouts of X-Wings and Y-Wing fighters using the same technique of filling out the hangar as in the original Star Wars. They're using a lot of the same concepts, which is really cool because I think it helps with the continuity of the film since it's literally supposed to be like right before, right before Mm -hmm. we fill into A New Hope. Lucas loved the film so much that director Gareth Edwards posted on his Twitter feed. It was the most important review to me. He's kind of like God. I will take that conversation to my grave. His opinion means the world to me. Oh, I mean, that's cute. Let's be real. Who wouldn't say that? Well, Rogue One is probably 
better than most of the sagas, not the yeah. originals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it it's like up there. It's definitely up there. The best of the Disney era for sure. And, you know, arguably, you know, of the prequels as well. Yeah. I would say arguably of the prequels. Revenge of the Sith is pretty close to it. Like it's they're close, pretty yeah. close, mm-hmm. but like the other two definitely better than yeah. Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones. Right. Yeah. And then this film confirms through dialogue that the Death Star can actually travel through hyperspace, though it is never seen entering within or emerging from hyperspace. Hmm. That's cool, a though. lot of hyperfuel. I can only imagine. So next, after voicing Darth Vader in four Star Wars films and numerous tie-in projects, James Earl Jones once again returned to voice the character. The last theatrical release for which he voiced the character was Revenge of the Sith, but his most recent work was for Rebels. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. good to know. Like, I love that James Earl Jones is still continuously doing Vader's voice and that Mm -hmm. somebody else is, is taking over for that. So Gareth, the director, said he came up with a planet named Scarif after ordering a coffee in the Starbucks shop, a chain that is known for writing down the names of their customers on the cup. The barista simply misspelled Gareth's name as Scarif. What? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You Starbucks employees. Wow. (sighs) I mean, if it works, I guess you got to take inspiration where you can get it. Mm -hmm. Yep. When Jin and Cassian, our two main characters, are walking through the crowded streets of Jada, they bump into two guys where one of the men says, hey, just watch yourself. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. These are Dr. Evzin and I don't know why he's called doctor, but Dr. Evzin and Panda Baba, the walrus man, yeah. who are seen in the cantina in the original Star Wars where Obi-Wan cuts off his arm in the ballroom brawl. The line is lifted directly from the scene. So it's like word for word from the scene. Yeah. Let's see here. So that was interesting. Good old fan service. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, Chirrut says, may the force of others be with you. This was from George Lucas's original 1974 rough draft screenplay of Star Wars called The Star Wars and was used in the sim- similarly similarly thank you similar i can't speak named dark horse comic adaption released in 2013 2014 so originally it was not going to be may the force be with you it was going to be may the force of others be with you yeah huh yeah a little bit longer of a line yeah doesn't doesn't roll as well Mm-mm. yeah so alan diego and felicity actually lived together on a boat during the filming in maldives nice yeah that's interesting. They had to deal with each other living on a boat. I wonder what kind of boat it was. Like, I wonder if it was just like a normal houseboat or if they got like a nice big yacht. Mm. They got that Disney money, so. Yeah, you never yeah, know. Why not mm-hmm. spring for the fun stuff? Mm-hmm. You can do it. True. Nearly none of the footage and dialogue in Rogue One's original reveal trailer made it into the final theatrical cut. I remember this. <laughs> It is theorized this was caused by the film's extensive reshoots. Because I remember there were scenes in the, the in the trailer that I'm like, I where where are these? I think They're I not think there. we do too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Alan Tudyk 
initially turned on the role of K2 or yeah, K2SO because of the start of filming clashed with pre-production of his crowdfunded comedy series, Con Man. When Gareth told him that the filming was moved back a month in July, 2015, he agreed to join production. To prepare for the role, he took mask lessons with New York-based mask teacher Orlando Pabatoy to learn to express more through body language. He has since said that the role was one of the best he had worked on because it allowed him to wear a motion capture suit on set along with the bonus of walking on 13 inch stilts. Tunic filmed a brief scene where he appeared as where where nearly his character from Con Man, but it ended up getting deleted. Yeah. But yeah, so he initially turned it down. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, good on him yeah. for going back on that. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm Can't glad to get it back a month so we could have him. Exactly. Yeah. So we all know this, but Tarkin, who was portrayed by Peter Cushing, is now mm-hmm. played by Guy Henry, who had a CGI replica of Cushing's face superimposed over his. Mm-hmm. Henry previously played Sherlock Holmes in the Young Sherlock Holmes series during the eight during the 1980s, using Cushing's role as Sherlock from the 60s as his model. So I didn't know Cushing played Sherlock Holmes at one point. So that's interesting. That is cool. To me. I think I knew that. Oh, Kyber Crystals. The idea of Kyber Crystals originated in early drafts of the original film by George Lucas and was mentioned in the Alan Dean Foster novel, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was the first original Star Wars novel released after Star Wars premiered. So the novel, in the novel, which was based on Lucas's idea for a possible sequel, The Kyber Crystal, was an artifact that gave a Jedi immense power over the Force. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a hidden Mickey in Rogue One. Oh, no. Where? Oh. During it's, it, the... It's a space what? battle, isn't it? Is it a space battle? No. Oh, no. Well, okay. yes. Yes, it is, actually. Kind of. During the Battle of Scarif, a exploding fighter ship plumes smoke in the shape of a Mickey Mouse's head. It's around one hour and 45 minutes in. Oh, missed that. (laughs) Star Wars just got dubbed by Mickey. Disney doing its thing, doing its Disney thing. Mm -hmm. This wasn't the first Disney one. No, Force Awakens was, right? Force Awakens, yeah. It was Force Awakens, then Rogue One. Right. Okay. Because I was thinking, like, well, that would be, that's kind of, what's the word? Kind of, if it was the first one, it'd be very symbolic. Right. Because be like, we took you over. Mm -hmm. Here's our our Mm -hmm. man and Mickey. But it's the second one. But yeah, I just, I saw that. I'm like, hey, Mickey. Mm -hmm. That's not supposed to happen in any other movies other than, like, Disney, Disney movies. Yeah, regular Disney movies. Yeah. So there's a lot of trivia on Rogue One, but I feel like a lot of it is just like random little things Mm -hmm. and like things that didn't make it. There's nothing on here that is showing like actual stuff that we might not know. Oh, apparently the ghost from Rebels is seen in the Battle of Scarif. What ghost from Rebels? Oh, the the, the The ship. The ghost, the ship. Gotcha. Yeah. Harrow Syndulla, she's mentioned in the Rogue One. Like somebody says over the intercom, like O'Hara? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because she's still fighting at that point. Because at the end of ooh, never mind. I don't want to talk about the end of Rebels. Sammy hasn't seen it yet. Oh. 
never mind right. never mind but yeah anything that you you know dan that you wanted to add i'm trying to think pretty much everything you mentioned was stuff that i would have already said mm-hmm. like the like i said the stuff about the uh the other x-wing pilots in the in the battle yeah i remember i remember watching that i was like like my first thought literally was i guarantee you that is unused footage because that's like Mm -hmm. verbatim what it looked like in you know a new home Mm -hmm. so seeing that i was like again it just chopped it up to the brilliance of because it's it whether it's a a different scene or not it still fits you know what i mean like it fits so perfectly mm -hmm. so yeah oh i this is cool actually i know that in the Darth Vader scene on Mustafar, uh-huh. that's actually a lot more CGI than I thought it was. Really? Yeah, I thought that was a bigger set. Like I know the you know Horizon probably wasn't, but like the caves and stuff. Mm-hmm. I always assumed that was a set. And then I saw some photos. There was a lot of blue screen oh. behind where he was standing. Yeah, like I know the I think the walkway was real, and then like the doors that he walked through was real. But a lot of other stuff was very not so much. Hmm. I wonder who played Darth in this one. I think it was a bodybuilder, some kind of bodybuilder guy. Or like a strongman guy. I can't remember his name. It wasn't, wasn't Hayden? No. Really? <laughs> now you're just being mean. Poor Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it? What show did I say? Was it Clone Wars that he said he was interested in coming back playing Anakin? And they're like, mm, better not. Yeah. Oh, well, he is back now at Obi-Wan, so. Yeah, he is. They let him come back, so. Yeah. Let's see here. So there's two guys who was in the suit, Spencer Wilding and Daniel Naporis. Okay. And then Earl Jones did his right. voice. Gotcha. And then Ingvalid Delia. I, I, I'm so sorry. I just butchered her name, but it's it's a different language, and I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm so sorry. She played leia's like where they cgi oh, okay, yeah. face mm-hmm. on she the played double. Leia. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah interesting mm-hmm. yeah. all right so there you go mm-hmm. dan what are your thoughts my thoughts mm-hmm. uh, first of all like oh, sammy God. absolutely absolutely adore this movie mm-hmm. like it's so well done i mean seeing it i mean it was like in the theater First of all, I mean, just the Darth Vader scene, anytime he shows up is going to be magical, but the, the scene at the end mm-hmm. when he mows everybody, I mean, it's just, just grown man, nerd tears galore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really just a powerful, powerful moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember thinking at the end, I was like, okay, they did that. That's obviously the same ship from A New Hope. If Princess Leia shows up in any form, I'm going to turn into an infant. Did you turn into an infant? I turned into a fetus. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it was I mean, just, like, as mm-hmm. soon as I saw her from behind, I was like, mm-hmm. you got me. Mm-hmm. You got me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done. You turn around, you see her face. It's like, I'm, that's it. That's it. You win. Y'all win. You won this round. So, yeah. So just <laughs> could not have been done better. Mm-hmm. Could not have been done better. So, yeah, so it's, the, so that, and I think what I like, one of the things I really like the most about it is that it's one of the few movies that really focuses on the wars aspect of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and, and 
other of course the prequels we saw like the politics and we saw the conspiracies and mm-hmm. you know the how people were you know the relationships and people maneuvering through that but this one we actually see the in the trenches boots on the ground like the soldiers getting shot mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. you know bullets shrapnel just explosions mm-hmm. galore like everywhere like it is these are the majority of the people who are actually in the star wars this is what mm-hmm. we're dealing with and it's so brilliant how they did it like a war movie because it is a war movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get so caught up in the fantasy element that we forget that, that we forget the heavy parts of that. Mm-hmm. So it's really brilliant how they how they did that. And from what I understand, I think supposedly the director took a lot of inspiration from Apocalypse Now, uh, like for the third act. Like, I think that's what I had read somewhere. I saw that as I was scrolling through the trivia. Yeah. 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 It was Apocalypse Now. And I feel like there was another movie on that Platoon, list. Platoon, probably. Something of that nature, yeah. Yeah, or Patton. One of those powerful war movies. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So really just really well done. I love seeing like both Star Star Destroyers and the Death Star portrayed with the technology that we have today in a brand. Like, I don't know what they did exactly. Because, I mean, I don't know if it was CGI or if it was models. But whatever they did, they looked the same, but Mm -hmm. also different. Like they looked Mm -hmm. very fresh and it really conveyed like the scale, like the sheer size Mm -hmm. and just how intimidating these actually are. Like it's one of the few movies where you actually, you don't just see it, but you feel the strong Mm -hmm. arm of the empire. Mm -hmm. You feel that a government dystopian, dystopian, you know, Mm -hmm. iron fist, that oppression, you know, you feel that fear. So it just powerfully created that. I use that word a lot, but it really created that that tension there. Mm-hmm. So, and then I also mentioned that I, it's, I love that no matter what era of Star Wars we're in, it's always going to take at least two or three people to portray Darth Vader. Because mm-hmm. he really, he, I mean, he is like, I mean, you got, you got one guy to do the voice, you got one guy to do the body movements, two guys in this case, and then a guy to do Anakin's backstory. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whoever's playing Anakin slash Vader. It's like, you can't have just one guy doing it, doing Darth Vader. You know, he's mm-hmm. that heavy of a character. So just, yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons why he's always going to be not just my favorite villain, but my favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. it's, it's endlessly iconic. Yeah. What else? I, I, I stopped here because I was in a hurry. I guarantee there's more things I can say about it. Well, okay. I have career. questions. <laughs> yes. What are your thoughts on like, like Jin? the Jin is that how we say her name oh Jin Erso mm-hmm. yeah what do you, what are your thoughts on her character <sighs> I feel bad for saying this but I keep forgetting that she exists I keep forgetting about it. I don't hate her mm-hmm. it's just she really didn't stand out to me that much to where it's like oh yeah Jin Erso and Padme and Leia and no I just mm-hmm. she's just kind of there like I don't know I feel like I feel like more could have been done but I can't I don't know exactly know what could have been done you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't bad. Like, she did a fine job. It's just mm-hmm. nothing about her was, like, like grabbed me. Mm-hmm. You know? Although, I, I will say this. I remember seeing in the trailer, uh, there was a scene where she's got, like, the... Whatever weapon she had. Or she had something over her shoulder. Like, whatever weapon she was... Yeah. She was dressed all in black. And she looked yeah. up. And the way they framed it, the way they, you know, shot it, I was like... It looked a lot like Katniss from the Hunger Games, like with the bow and the arrows behind her, <laughs> so, and the, the dark hair and the ponytail yeah. and everything. I was like, okay, so we're doing Katniss every day in space. <laughs> I like it. I like the idea. Funny, <laughs> but yeah, I I I feel terrible because I feel like she should have been a better character. And I'm sure a lot of people like her. I just for whatever reason, yeah. she just doesn't grab me. So do you like in do you like Cassian better? 
uh oh the guy the guy the yeah andor captain andor who probably yeah yeah you know i, I think he, he definitely added a lot more of the emotion to it because you know mm -hmm. the fact that he was you know he had mentioned that he had been in this fight you know since childhood like that was his life exactly mm -hmm. so you know definitely feeling that yeah i think he was i understand why they made it her movie because it was her father who would who designed the death star with the flaw but if it i feel like it could have been better in a lot of ways as his movie well he is getting his own tv show mm -hmm. oh there you go but so as you were talking and as i was thinking about it i a lot of so we have movies that are character driven and we have right. movies that are plot driven mm -hmm. and usually with star wars they're character driven right usually yeah. so mm -hmm. we get to the sequels and that's a whole mess <laughs> but i really think that this movie is not about the characters no i really truly like just thinking about it i'm like yeah i like jen yeah i like mm -hmm. cassian god they're they're chewing Chinuit, however you say his name, the characters are all great, but I really do feel like this movie was really just, it, we were supposed to just be immersed in the story and, and yes. go through the story together. Cause you don't really just have, like you said, Jin is just kind of there. You kind mm -hmm. of forget about her. You kind of forget, honestly, I forgot Andor's name until Cassie and Andor's name until I heard he was getting a TV show. Like I forgot what the character's names are, mm -hmm. but I remember the feeling. I remember the plot. I remember going mm -hmm. through it with them and, and knowing like, oh my gosh, this is a, we're trying to get the, we need to get these plans. We need to get mm -hmm. them to them because they all die in the end. And you're just right. like, it's just about the mission mm -hmm. to get us to where we need to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think it's, I it's agree you know what makes the show so powerful is that it shows i mean we already know what's gonna happen we all we all know they're gonna die like it's mm -hmm. it's you know we know what's at least we, we suspect it anyway kind of I, I didn't think they needed they i didn't think they were all gonna die because the movie that the pre the not prequel the original movie that tells us that they're all many many bottomless spies died mm -hmm. was for the second death star that's yeah you're right yeah and that's where it always confused me. Like when this came out, I'm like, wait a second, is this supposed to be referencing that? Because this is not the right reference. Right, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're so, yeah. It, I don't think they all needed today. I think it was powerful and I think it was good and I wouldn't change it. Right. But if it was done all over again, I don't think they needed today because if we end up doing a movie about the spies that did die for mm -hmm. the second Death Star, it's going to be very similar and it's not right. going to work well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think you may be onto something. I think it may be like this movie really is a plot driven movie. That was honestly kind of my concern about it because what makes this movie so powerful is that we go in knowing that it's part of what's going to happen in the next movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why yeah. we have such an emotional impact. If somebody had just watched it completely cold, like no knowledge of Star Wars whatsoever, Ooh. they would have been like, okay, like, why should I feel so emotional about this? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You know, it's it's like it, it'd be like, yeah, it's an okay sci-fi movie, but like Darth Vader, who's this guy? Who's who's this girl at the end that everyone's crying over? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's without, you know, it's it's not completely a standalone movie. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. which Very it's true. not, yeah, which is not bad, but it's just one of those things to kind of keep in mind. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of the other thing. I want your thoughts on. I wanted your thoughts on. Oh, what were your thoughts on, is it Chuet, Chinuet? 
the force user like us seeing uh, not just a jedi but just like a user of the force mm-hmm. yeah no i thought he was i thought i thought he was fine I don't know. Is it a weird concept to you? Like they were just for like, is the, I guess my question is more like, Mm -hmm. is it a weird concept for just to have force users and then like the Jedi or like, I don't know if they brought that in well. Did he actually, did we actually see him using the force? That's what I was uh, not a hundred percent sure about. Cause I know Um, he believed in the force, but could he actually, was it one of those just guys that's like, he just convinces himself that he does have the force when he's just sort of placeboing himself. I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Because his fighting and him like walking, I think he believes that the force will protect him. Okay. So I don't know if, yeah. I don't know. Like that's, that's, that's the thing yeah. that I was really confused on with him is like, what, it, like what you said, is he using the force? Is he just believe in the force? Like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Which that, I kind of like that though, because again, it shows like the very, it doesn't show the Jedi people. It doesn't show the people who are right in the middle of the action. It shows your average, your average everyday ordinary people who are on mm-hmm. the fringes of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So whether he does or doesn't use the force, I think to me, isn't as relevant as the fact that he's there and this is how it's affecting him in a completely mm-hmm. different way that it affects Jedi or Sith or anyone who actually can wield the force. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it once again conveys how big the universe is and it feels it conveys size yeah so and i think he probably can like manipulate the force a little bit like Mm because he it's it's referenced that he worked at the jedi temple before they took it over before they took it over to like scan job the or scavenge all the kyber crystals out of it okay which the fact that the kyber crystals are the reason that the death star can shoot anything and that it's the good like it just i it to me it's ironic <laughs> that the kyber crystals that mm-hmm. are supposed to be there to make a lightsaber and be for jedi and right. to hopefully be good mm-hmm. actually are what's wielding the death yeah yeah that is by by people who don't actually believe in the jedi like yeah in this in the mm-hmm. sorcery yeah you know but considering <laughs> vader slash palpatine are also kind of controlling everything you know it makes sense that they would yeah, it just is ironic that it's the Kyber crystals. Like it, it, it is. Just, no, it, it is. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. Yeah. And I think it was weird that I think it was it was a weird moment when because we're used to the Death Star blowing up a planet. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a weird moment that they didn't blow up the planet. Mm-hmm. On both of them. <laughs> yeah, true. They just shot the planet. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know the Death Star could do that. Yeah. Okay. Which again, I, I think that's a cool thing because it shows because like, you know, okay, we can do we can set it to blow up a planet or we can channel it, we can focus mm-hmm. it. You know, it's again just another one of those things that shows, you know, variety and size. And I don't know if I had this thought recently or I was talking with somebody about why they needed a second Death Star. If it was just well, how did they build a second Death Star so quickly? You and, and I were talking about that. Was it yes, okay? It was you and I. Yeah, and it was like uh, it was saying, well, it makes sense because if the empire really was going to stretch themselves even further, it makes sense they would build a whole fleet of Death Stars. Mm-hmm. You know, so that one. probably was like as many star destroyers as they had, as many you know Tie Fighters and all that. They would have just as many Death Stars. You know, be like a mm-hmm. whole rank of ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that was, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We talked about that on May Fourth. I thought episode. probably could have been. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember. 
which I also I always find the the name the names funny like Death Star, like Star Destroyer. <laughs> so does a can a Star Destroyer actually destroy a star? Did they have the firepower? We never yes, saw. I don't, I don't know. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know there was other names for other ships, but it's just like Death Star and Star Destroyer. Those are the two two big. The ones. Empire being theatrical. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting. It's like, hmm, okay. Sammy, what are your thoughts? You've been quiet. Mm, well, because I don't know what you're talking about again. Remember? Because I'm always lost during these Star Wars nerdy conversations. No, you're not. I'm just you kidding. know what's going on. Anyway, so this movie, I love this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. It's like basically everything that you just said, Dan, which is it's a good action and war movie. I had, I thought it was interesting when you were talking about plot versus character driven, because I basically had that in my notes Oh, where I said, I think it's hard to get super attached to the characters. You still have a little bit of that buddy feeling a little bit from like the original trilogy, but it's not the same because mm-hmm. I mean, sad that they died, but I didn't get as emotional about it mm-hmm. when they died, you know, but I think they probably killed them because that's just showing what happens in war. Not everybody yeah. comes out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it made sense to me that they just killed everybody off instead of letting them live as much as that sucks. There were the familiar faces that kept popping up. I did like that when I actually recognized people. Mm-hmm. I was like, I know who you are. Okay. <laughs> I know some of these characters now. Okay. I got it. And like Saw Guerrera. I was like, mm-hmm. I know last time I watched this movie, I was like, why, who the heck is this? But now I've seen a little bit more <laughs> Star Wars things and I'm like, oh, yeah. I get you. I remember you. <laughs> I remember your name. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, the droid. Obviously, we've already talked to him about him, but K2SO, especially being Alan Tudyk, was like the best thing ever, as we've already mentioned. I love him. Mm-hmm. Another sassy droid to add to the collection. Mm-hmm. Too bad again. He didn't make it out, but still. And he was very funny. I enjoyed his, his additions to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Dan, you also just said, it's regular people helping out the rebellion. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was really important to show that it wasn't just all these big, important people involved. There was also a lot of people on the ground doing the work Mm -hmm. that you don't see acknowledged. So in Rogue One, you got to see all these regular people coming together who wanted to help and wanted to be Mm -hmm. a part of it and actually made a huge difference. These people really turned the tides for the entire Mm -hmm. thing. So I thought that was really cool to show that they were, Mm -hmm. some of them reluctantly drug into it. But they were all very important, right, <laughs> nonetheless, right. to to bringing out that the plans and and helping sabotage everything. So, what else? Oh, the feeling, the overall feeling of the movie, which was that hope feeling, which is what you want to have. And Ashley, I know you've said a lot about that's one of the things you really like about Star Wars. You know, there's death and there's sadness and destruction, but you always have that feeling that it'll get better, that you can make a difference, that you can help save the world. And that feeling of hope was really in this movie. And I think that was very important to adding to its character overall. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was really good and a great tie-in, obviously, to A New Hope. Ah! Ah! Yeah, so (laughs) love it. And then again, like you said, Dan, the Darth Vader entrance was so cool. I mean, I remember back when we originally talked about this, when he popped up in the A New Hope, I said it was so cool to see him. And then this was like the same feeling. I was just like, mm-hmm. like face. Ah, oh my God, that was the best entrance ever. Especially just the way the lightsaber 
lit up. Oh my gosh, it was great. The black like, oh, no. <laughs> It was so menacing. Oh, that was just awesome. Guys, like, help us! Like, ain't nobody helping you, pal. Uh, you're uh, done. Nope, you're sorry. done. Bye. <laughs> this is the end for you. Ooh. So sorry. So sorry. And then, even though I knew they would be successful, I still was like, "Are they gonna? Mm. Are they gonna do it? Oh my god! This is oh my god! Are they gonna do it? Are they gonna make it? Are they gonna?" Obviously, they must have made it, but still, I was still on the edge of my seat, which was (laughs) great because you knew it was going to happen when you were still like freaking out about the whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. that was just great. And the little the little pop up of R2 and C3PO was great. Just that very Mm -hmm. quick little. Good to see. Yeah, that was nice that they put them in there right at the end. I liked Mm -hmm. that little tie in and it wasn't as cool this time because I watched last year, but the first time I watched the movie and then they actually went on the ship and we saw Leia, I was like, no, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so that was a very cool reveal. Yeah. You know, even though I knew it was coming this time, I still was, it's still very cool, but just mm-hmm. the, the technology that they have nowadays where you can just do that face thing, it's just bizarre. It just weirds me out a lot, but yeah. still very cool from the movie that they were able to, yes, to do sure. that throwback. But and I know we'll be talking about that a lot coming up because they have really latched onto that whole face. It's becoming a thing. Thing, yeah, Very that much seems to be a popular move now. With yeah. this stuff. And it's it just it does weird me out a little bit. I think more for people who have passed, it weirds me out a little bit more than when we get into like the Luke stuff because at least Mark Hamill yeah. is still alive. But yeah, it's a I little can, bit weirder. Yeah, with the whole that. like Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's. A bit strange, but still a cool scene in the movie. Mm -hmm. Well, they did it with Tarkin, too. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't weird me out as much with him. I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. When he showed up, all of a sudden, I'm like, I was jarred. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, aren't you dead? Yeah. (laughs) It is. The whole thing is just kind of bizarre. It's cool, but it's just a little. It's very ghostly. It feels ghostly. Yes, that is. It's just like uh, a little strange. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they were able to include all of that. I really liked the tie-in right at the end, how well it seamlessly went into the next movie. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that they did a really great job tying everything together at the end. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a fun movie. You know, I agree. If you don't really know anything about Star Wars, it's probably a little like, yeah. what just What's happened? the point? <laughs> yeah. So you need to have some sort of backstory, I think, to really like the movie. But this is one that reading about it seems everybody pretty much likes so mm-hmm. that's another good thing. At least all you Star Wars nerds are on the same page with us. We, we are. <laughs> As opposed we to like every other bit, movie, but, but yeah. 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 We're, yeah. I mean, we're pretty much on the same page with the originals. Yeah. We're, we're on awesome. the same page for this one. Mm-hmm. We all are on the same page for Phantom Menace. I don't know many Star True. Wars fans who love that movie. Yeah. But the divide starts with the sequels and mm-hmm. Han mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Some of the prequel stuff, not all of it. Some, yeah. Some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my goodness. I I adore this movie. It's, mm-hmm. like I said, one of my absolute favorite Star Wars movies. It is like, because my favorite, of course, is the original three. Mm-hmm. And then it's right underneath. I, they, like I already said, they did a brilliant job with the plot. I thought mm-hmm. that it was really well written out. I do think, even though she's somewhat forgettable, I do think they did a great job starting her backstory. Yeah. Like we, we see where she's coming from. It's 
in my mind, it's plausible for her to go through the stuff that she went through to get to where she is. And I hated that her mom had to die. Like I just, yeah. I was mm-hmm. with Disney always taking mothers. Disney they loves, loves to kill, kill the mom. Love to kill off the moms. And they did it again in Star Wars. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that was hard. But I thought they did a really good job of that. I'm excited to see what more they're going to do with Andor because I really do like his character. His character is so hard. Like we talk about Han Solo being kind of a harder shell, but mm-hmm. he, like we said, we, he has those glimpses. Literally, we have no glimpses with Cassian. He is a cold hearted mm-hmm. war ridden person Mm -hmm. and you don't see anything until he finally until the end when or towards the end when he's like all right well we got to do this for the rebellion and he Mm -hmm. goes in with Mm -hmm. her to scarif like that's the first really big emotion in my opinion Mm -hmm. that we see from him yeah so i'm interested to see what they're going to do with that tv show i have even no clue if they've even started production on it but it's been announced so i'm holding on to hope dig it yeah so i i really love those two characters i really loved how they kind of portrayed those characters even though it's more plot based Mm -hmm. i think they work well in it you get to kind i think it's interesting that we got to see we got to see another side of the rebellion with saw guerrera like originally he was a part of the original rebellion and then he kind of does his own little thing and he Oh, it freaked me out when he took a breath the first time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Darth Vader? What? Where? <laughs> it like, was very Darth esque. Yeah. What just happened? But yeah, so that freaked me out the very first time. And how they did the the CGI and the the visuals for when the when the Death Star shot the planet and the planet's literally like doing the part the Red Sea sort of deal yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. And how the ships are flying around it. It was just so well done. I was like, every time I watch it, I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, this is so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Intense. intense. Yeah, it is intense. Terrifying. "Ah!" Yes. Terrifying. Terrifying. It just, it's ridiculous. And then the scene where she loses her dad, that was hard to Mm -hmm. watch. But to know that a seed of the rebellion actually is the reason why we got the plans and like the plans were the death star had the flaw in it Mm -hmm. was really cool to have that kind of built into it i think it's funny and ironic that the first death star had like this it was so hard Mm -hmm. to to destroy like if they didn't have luke and the his force thing going on there i don't know if they would have destroyed the death star i think the rebellion would have been shot yeah mm-hmm. shot up. yeah but it, it's ironic to me because then the next death star has like literally a, the millennium falcon can fly in and right like this huge corridor done. this huge like thing this that's like corridor. so easy to it's blow like, up what are you doing here people <laughs> wrong wrong way they didn't really think that the design they really did mm-hmm. not and I just thought it was interesting that it was a different design because this Death Star had to be started to build the same time the first Death Star was being built. Yeah. So it was very odd. I mean, maybe uh, it wasn't. Maybe it was just that's what it actually looked like in those early stages. You know, I mean, yeah. it, the completed maybe. Death Star was a lot yeah. more enclosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes more sense. But. The scenes on Scarif were 
brilliant and heart-wrenching mm-hmm. all at the same time because mm-hmm. yeah. it was not the loss of the characters that got me it was the loss of hope because yeah. you felt with each, each character that got killed you're like you're losing a little bit more hope for this to happen yeah mm-hmm. even though we know what's going to happen it just it still kind of wrenches you with with the tie fighter a pilot who who helped them like mm-hmm. when we lose him it's like oh we just lost our communications and then cheer it and his friend and that whole scene their brotherhood just got destroyed it's like brotherhoods and stuff were just getting destroyed in scarab mm-hmm. and even at the end there you're like we don't even know if she's gonna make it to the like right. we know she's gonna make it but we're but like you don't doesn't know. feel like she's gonna make it exactly. to, to the satellite and but then how they end it and how they go from all this fighting and everything to literally quiet. Mm-hmm. Everything is just serene and quiet. Even as the laser hits Scarif yeah. and the, the bright light of destruction is coming their way, it just looks like they're looking off into the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they're mm-hmm. looking to a horizon because I think in that moment they instead of giving us the sounds of destruction, they needed to leave us with the sounds of hope. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. serene that they probably were feeling is that that hope. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little disappointed there was no like love thing going on. But that might just be because I have like, I have a crush on Diego Luna. Fair enough. From the original, Mm -hmm. he was in uh, the second Dirty Dancing movie, like from when we were in like middle school, high school. And I just remember having a crush on him then. So when he was in this movie, it was like, oh, Diego Luna. I feel you. Mm -hmm. You could tell that there was like feelings there and that they sat there, they were there together at the end as they died. And that was Mm -hmm. just so sad. Mm -hmm. But just the overall feel of this movie was just so brilliantly done. Like, Mm-hmm. why has gareth not been a part of other projects is my question know, bring back. he gave us like a brilliant brilliant movie yeah. and 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 we haven't had him back which i'm just like george hello yeah george can you bring him back please mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring him on a tv show bring him on something absolutely Cause yeah, I mean, we have, who's, who's doing, who did Mandalorian? What's his name? I always forget his name. John Favreau. Yes. Favreau. Yeah. I'm really excited for Favreau. Like he's signed this huge contract with, mm-hmm. with Disney and Star Wars. So I'm excited to have him on, but I feel like, I feel like we need to bring Gareth on too. I feel like they were definitely two really good. What's the word I'm looking for? Additions did, to yeah. the Star mm-hmm. Wars family. Yeah. Well, I mean, if yeah. he, if he get if Kat was a, Cassian gets his own show seems like he'd they be a good fit him. for that mm-hmm. yeah I hope yeah. so I wonder if it's like if it says who's directing it or not yet yeah. or if it's even on IMDb who knows if it is it's probably just a title hey this is going to happen yeah, yeah like they probably. like to do yep can you tell me about it nothing exactly all it says is prequel series to Star Wars Rogue One following the adventures of Cassie and Andor during the formative years of the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if we'll have Hera. Oh, that'd be cool. I wonder if they're going to bring in some Rebels. That Maybe. would be sweet. Looks like they already have an episode list. There's going to be 12 episodes. No. Oh. Is it coming out this year? Is it? It's saying 2022, but it doesn't give an actual date, so I don't believe it. Yeah. 
until they give us actual date dates they're Mm -hmm. probably just trying to what's the word i'm looking for i don't know something else star wars more like like there's a more like this page with other like potential star wars movies coming up Mm -hmm. lando yeah that's a thing that they're gonna do is that a thing Uh, they i don't think they've done anything with it i know they announced it here not surprised star wars lost horizons i don't know anything about that i don't know what that is it sounds familiar but I don't know. Decades after the collapse of the Galactic Empire and the rise of the New Republic, the corruption has returned with a new threat. A lost Jedi Knight must find a way of saving the corrupt Republic from incoming. A new hope must arrive, bring the Jedi. So is this before the sequels? That seems It would have to be. Yeah, well, yeah, Mm -hmm. because after the Empire. Wait, a lost Jedi. I can't say it. say it. I can't say it. I'll say it next. I'll say it after we do Rebels. Hmm. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh? Oh. Oh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe? That, that, that there, there has been not talk, but I don't know about rumors or hints. There has been hints. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Some of the other ones are the Rangers of the New Republic. A droid story? Oh, a droid story. Well, that's you all day. You never right go there. along with that. Yes! Let's see here. Descendants? Dis, dis, D-I-S-S-I-D-E-N-T. I don't know. This, uh, okay. Rogue <laughs> Squadron? Star Wars Rogue Squadron? Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's it. Right. But some of these, I'm like, I have not heard these been announced yet. What is going on? The Acrolic? No, Mm-mm. the acolyte. What the heck is an acolyte? Star Wars series that take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Huh. Okay. Lots of interesting things. They already have somebody, the main character for it. This is very odd. I'm so confused. I don't know (laughs) where all these are coming from. Like I knew about Ahsoka and I knew about like Ahsoka and or and Obi, but I don't know when they announced all these other ones. Hmm. Unless they're just ideas that haven't come into fruition yet. They they could be. But at the same time, when you're talking about the lost Jedi. Like, I feel like I did hear that name mentioned recently in something, and I can't place it. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want the droid story. Who are we talking yeah. about? We going to follow R2-D2? We going to give him a voice, uh, uh, subtitles? That'd be interesting. Oh, yeah, an animated series featuring the best-known duo, droid duo, R2-D2 and c 3 That would nice. nice. Exciting. Exciting things. Throw BB-8 in there, too. Why not? They, really they should. should. Yeah, they really put all should. three of them together. Mm-hmm. I do. I love should put all the droids together, all of them. This is, yeah, yeah. The Rangers of the New Republic is supposed to be a Disney series set within the timeline of the Mandalorian. Hmm. Okay. Plot. Oh no, the plot has been kept under wraps, but it should center on the Re- Rebel Alliance Starfighter Squadron from the Star Wars films, Rogue One, Rogue Two. Okay, so that 
that rogue squadron yeah i gotcha interesting all very very interesting yeah yeah i don't know what to think of all this it's a lot if they're getting away from the Skywalker saga, I'm okay with it because I've heard rumors that that's that's going to be a thing. They're moving away from the Skywalkers. Yes, that's but, what I've heard too. Yeah, I just say be careful with the era that we're sticking in because it's there's always a danger of just reusing the same fan favorites over and over again instead of creating new stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, Rangers. Not saying it's doing that, but yeah. So like Road Squadron sadly could pull in any like so this is my fear road squadron could pull in skywalker line lando could pull in skywalker line right potentially mm-hmm. ahsoka definitely will because it's ahsoka lost horizons again could potentially pull in a skywalker like a lot none of these in my opinion are going away from the skywalker line like we need to start years and years and years past yeah the last jedi and exactly. it doesn't look like we're doing that at this moment and that makes me very concerned mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that's about right yeah but anywho we should probably finish out anything else for rogue one we kind of got off topic on that oh. some it's a great movie no, it is it's go fun. watch it that's mm-hmm. all i got go watch I it like again. it yeah Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Oh, all right, Pixie Dusters. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we will be back with Rebels. And we're going to kind of hit on the animated, what's the word I'm looking for? Anime version of Star Wars that was released on Disney Plus called Visions. We're just going to hit it very ah. quickly. But mm-hmm. mostly we're going to be talking about Star Wars Rebels next week. So join us. Come back. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what Sandy thinks of it because she hasn't finished it yet. So this will be interesting. Yeah. Almost, but not quite. Had to take a break and watch these movies. True, true. Mm -hmm. True. So check us out on TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Dan, on YouTube and Instagram. All of our things are in the show notes. Yes. Check out the website. Yep. LomelessBroadcasting.com, please. Mm -hmm. Come see us. We'll be around. Bye, Pixie Dusters. (laughs) May the force be with you. Later. This is the way. Roger, roger. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon. It's Robert from Limitless Broadcasting, reminding you to tune in to Limitless Broadcasting Network anywhere you get your podcasts, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify. Check us out today.